Hello and welcome to the Psychic Stories podcast, encouraging conversations about mental health. Today I'm speaking to Abby Rowe. Abby is an author, a multi-passionate creative focusing on everything and all things mental health. Abby, good morning, how are you? Hello there, I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Very well, thank you so much for taking the time to, to come and talk on Psychic Stories. Like the, the, the goal of today is to have an open and honest conversation about your mental health journey, to get some insight into the tools and techniques that have helped, helped you. And by discussing your journey, we hope to share and normalise these conversations about mental health, as often people are not alone in, in these experiences. Does that sound good to you? It does. It sounds amazing. Perfect. Um, well, very, very quickly, my single question of the day is, please tell us about your mental health journey. <laughs> I'll try and cut it short as such. Um, so <laughs> I've basically been diagnosed twice with bipolar. Um, it's They say it's bipolar 2 rapid cycling. Um, it stems from when I lost my mum. Uh, she died when I was three. And I've basically had the internal struggles since then. So a little girl, one minute she's got her mum, next minute she hasn't. Yes. And, 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 that, and that time when, you know, that time, at, you know, the age of three, when you're so, I suppose, so dependent on your parents, right? And it's the all the attachment as well. It's all it's when you're three, you find out who you are as such. Yeah. And I was taking on everyone else's emotions at that age. I knew so much negative emotions at the age of three before I knew any joyful ones or happy ones because I was too young to remember obviously mm. and throughout that I don't think um I was told until I was about five because I didn't understand that she wasn't coming back and then life just kind of carried on mm. and it set some very huge things in motion I got an anxious as a little girl very very quickly I was very shy um not now but I was very shy um, I couldn't deal with the emotions that I was feeling at the time as a child. I I couldn't eat. I was I had a very big um, eating disorder. Where mm. a lot of people understand this if they're listening. Um, if you uh, struggle with anxiety, swallowing food can be such a huge issue, especially in children. So I had that to fight with, um, which felt like forever. Um, so it kind of opened up for me knowing obviously all the negative um, emotions all throughout school I was bullied for not having a mum that threw up all more emotions kids are so cruel right I knew you were going to say that they oh, are aren't they I just like you know like <laughs> and I suppose those kids now who are now you know adults you know I, I you know I, I hope if you've ever seen them bump into them they're just like look I'm sorry sorry that was just so unkind Funny. It has such an impact on, on, on people, you know, the playground has such an impact on, our, on, on all of our future lives. Absolutely. And I don't think, I mean, it's, it's an avenue I want to go down. I want to do a journal for kids and I want to, want to do it around bullying and around anxiety because the whole bullying emphasis at school is not, is not right. Like, I think they, they don't, oh, I can't explain what I'm trying to say. They don't, um, arm you enough I guess to what it could lead into and I've actually had some of my bullies come back to me and say can you help me with my mental health which has been quite ironic <laughs> yes. uh, and did, did you treat them I did of, of course I did <laughs> of course I did um they shaped me almost um they could have broke me but they shaped me so kind of moving on from all of that I with the bipolar I can't take medication because I've got stage three kidney disease so I've mm. had to do this 
with nothing. Yeah. So it just, just I, all in your mind. Yes. And it's it's like every single day waking up and not knowing who you're going to be. And mm. I mean, I've I've had therapist upon therapist. I've had, you know, all the all the therapy that you could imagine, counseling from a very young age. And professional help is a must, mm. but when you get to a point where I do where they look at you and they say you can manage until you can't manage it's very difficult to get help yeah um my last therapist was going to say no um oh sorry the, the department's going to say no and my therapist said yes we need to actually speak to her because although she can manage when she can manage when she is a, a place you know a manic place or a depressive place she gets very impulsive and that's the whole kind of um, how people can get themselves into trouble, go, you know, suicide, do things that they wouldn't normally do. The behaviour changes, the emotions get big. So, yeah, I've done all the professional kind of uh, help, etc. But for me, I've had to have a, a management uh, plan. And I think for anyone that's listening, if you struggle from any kind of mental health, it's going to bring on symptoms, you know, like anxiety and things. You're going to know if you're not you're not feeling right. Always talk about it and always kind of um, explain to people how you're feeling, but don't wait for the professional help. This is where we're going wrong. All, all I hear all the time is, but there's an eight week wait, there's a ten week wait, months. There's months waiting at the minute, mm. and no one is ready to help themselves. They haven't got the tools to help themselves. And it gets to crisis point and that's when you do something silly we've lost so many people over obviously this lockdown i've lost a lot of friends my husband's lost a lot of friends coming from the army he's i think three in the last month and it's it's having so a tough. it's it is isn't it and it's yeah. having an impact on the people that is leaving behind obviously but to get to that point they've these people have waited for professional help and not been able to help themselves. And it absolutely destroys me knowing that, that what's at their fingertips is so simple. You know, apps, i.e. your apps, absolutely fantastic. Journaling like I use. I mean, I've got a management tool belt that's, that's as big as me. Mm. I've got so many things and, and awareness is the biggest thing for me. I don't think people are aware that everyone's got mental health and you're on a spectrum and one day a life event might knock you off that spectrum and take you down to a place where you've never been before you need to know how to get back to where you was before so i'll be interested to understand because I, I i agree wholeheartedly with 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 what when the reasons a psychic exists is to mm. help you help yourself yeah. but it seems to be much more difficult for a lot of people including myself to actually do that and to, to, to proactively engage in your mental health, to, to take the time and the effort to, to, to do those daily kind of uh, habits and those exercises that, you know, out of your kind of toolkit that will help you be more resilient. Like, you know, do you have any insight from your own personal experience about how you did manage that? Because, you know, people get in, up in the morning who aren't feeling, who have, have very little motivation. It's very difficult to do that, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, I, I, I say fortunate. It's not fortunate that I've had it most of my life. But for me, it's time. Um, because I've struggled and had that internal battle since I was three years old, I've gone through trial and error. And I've 
I've learned about myself. I've had to concentrate on my mental health all the time, every day. And a lot of people, um, you go through life until you hit kind of an obstacle and then you start thinking about your mental health or start thinking about management tools. Um, for anyone that has lack of motivation that, I mean, you know, when you get depressed and you're, you're lying in bed for days on end and you don't want to do anything, it's, I, I personally, I don't do that because I don't let myself get to that point, but that's mm. because obviously I've, I've had so long to be dealing with it, but for someone that's never had it before and then all of a sudden, you know, they're feeling like they can't get out of bed and, um, feeling worthless and all those horrible emotions that the, the biggest thing is to talk to someone about it and it doesn't have to be a professional it can just be somebody that understands and they and and you have to be picky you have to cherry pick because I know I've known people and myself included that have spoken to someone and they've gone get a grip you know you, you've got kids or you you've got this or you should be you should be thankful and not that most, helps it's not, the most help, it's not the most helpful response sometimes is it? it's not um and I think everyone's going to be personal with this but the way that I get myself out of those those really really low moods is to find something that I absolutely adore and a lot of people will go I think of my kids I think of my family I think of my life and unfortunately when I get to a point where I'm I don't want to be here anymore none of that it's not, it doesn't matter, but none of that is enough to pull me out. And that sounds awful. It sounds awful. But when you're in a place where you, it hurts to be alive, you've got to yeah. grab onto something that is selfish for you. Yeah. Nine times out of 10, it would be addiction for most people. It'd be alcohol or something like that. Mm. Don't do it. Don't do that. Mine was writing. That's what I was trying to get at. Mine, the love of my life is writing. And there's a thousand reasons for it, but one of the biggest ones is escapism. So I write, not only do I write guided journals, not only do I write about being an empath and about mental health and all of that lovely stuff, I write dark fantasy about magic and sorcery. And do you My know- My favorite genre. Is it? See, My we... absolute favorite, and I completely agree with you. It is complete, there's nothing better after a long is work. It? with having had childcare, getting to bed and exploring magic and dragons. And yeah. I know I, and, and, you know, and my friends say, come on, Matt, you're, you know, you always tell You got your head in the clouds. Yeah, you're, or 30, yeah. you're 36 years old. I'm saying, I'm sorry, but I mean, this is, I mean, the, the, the you know, as you as a, as a fantasy writer, be interested to understand, some of these worlds that people create are just mind blowing aren't they just well they do turn around and say there is a correlation between people with um, mental health issues and the fact that they love magic and sorcery and ancient places and your it, there is there's a massive massive link because I believe if you it's all it might be a little bit out there for some people but I believe that our brain it, it, our imagination's massive we don't have blocks within our imagination Obviously, we know this because when we have a thought, we get irrational. That thought runs wild. So when it comes to our imagination, it, it's it's just plugged into us. We love it. We love magic. We love we love escapism. We love thinking of different worlds. Anything to get us away from the hurt that we're feeling right now. Mm -hmm. 
and and that that's kind of I've learned to harness it I embrace absolutely everything about my mental health I embrace the good times the bad times and the the journal that I'm just about to launch is 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 teaching women at the minute to channel their anxious energy into something positive and that is what I would say to anybody that is feeling remotely depressed or anxious is find your vessel find your channel find your thing that you absolutely love and focus full-heartedly on that mm. so it could be running for some people it could be you know exercise it can be movement dancing singing I love singing because I've done a lot of research in this if anyone struggles with anxiety um you've got what's called a vagus nerve um, and it runs all the way through your body. And if you get anxious, I get so anxious that I can't breathe properly. I hyperventilate and that can last for weeks for me. But if I hum or I sing or I talk, the vibration stimulates the vagus nerve and calms you down. So there's lots of things. It's all the researching kind of um, finding things that even the research could be something that you focus on. How can I get myself out of bed today? How can I... Uh, just one step at a time don't go full throttle because if with a bipolar person we go I want to take over the world mm -hmm. you know we want everything now yesterday just take one step at a time just just going back to what you know when if you don't mind going back to <laughs> absolutely when, not when you were a child as well like yeah you you know you've obviously done you know a huge amount of work and you know and and you know enormous praise to you to you know to get from where you've described where you were to where you are today did did you feel like you had the the support growing up as well from other people around you like was that an important part or was it something that you really felt that you needed to do on your own mm, that's a good question i did all of it on my own mm. i tried to talk but as we know, when you're at school and you try to talk about your feelings, you're, or you don't talk about your feelings, then it's a behavioural issue. And then you get tired with the brush and then it starts you on a trajectory that you tend not to talk to people because that then gives you negative attention yeah, and yeah, you don't yeah. need negative attention. Um, I was very lucky in regards to when my mum passed away, my nan and granddad stepped up and first it was hell. I didn't like my nan and granddad around. I didn't know why they was around. Mm. And then when I was in my teenage years and I was rebellious, this, that and the other, they really understood me more than I understood myself. Mm. And they helped me massively um, to get out of bed in the mornings. I could sleep 24 hours and I was, mm. we're only talking like 14, 15. Mm. Um, there was a lot of stuff I went through that they were there and I didn't realise at the time that they were helping me. But now looking back, they supported me massively, massively. Mm. There could have been support from other people and places, but, you know, it, it's not always it gets blamed on the fact that you lost your mum as a, as a small child and you're rebellious and blah, 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 and you're a teenager. So the support wasn't always there for mm. me, no. But, but I suppose we said from with your grandparents, not only the support they gave you, but there's that, that feeling of being loved unconditionally, right? Absolutely. Oh, my God, yeah. It's one of the things... Um, if I if I feel disconnected from people, it's, it's a big trigger for me. So, yeah, mm. knowing that... You're loved and do you know what knowing that you're loved no matter how you lash out is a big thing for me because yeah. my dad my dad would get frustrated that I wasn't going to school sometimes because I was being bullied but my granddad had a really good knack of of, of supporting but also edging me to school at the same time mm -hmm. um 
and and they weren't that old school you know get a grip we went through the war I was on a you know I'd been bombed this and the other mm. I never mm. had any of that they just knew me and I was very lucky. Mm. And also, like you said, like, it took the time to get to know you as well, because that's, you know, it's a very, I mean, that's an enormous undertaking, isn't it, for them to, like you Absolutely. said, to, to, to step up and, you know, it's not, Sacrifice. I mean, yeah, I've got a two-year-old daughter, like, and I'm her father, you know, and I'm her father. I mean, mm. she, she, it's, 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 it's tricky at the best of times. Um, oh, yeah. um, when someone, like you said, when you're in a situation where a child, you know, has lost their one of their parents, and to get that support from 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 someone who isn't your parent, it's amazing, mm. isn't it? I it mean, that is enormous. Is. It's enormous responsibility that they 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 put on themselves, and you know, that's you know, it's massive, isn't it? It is. The weird weirder thing about this is, so my nan and granddad were on my dad's side. Mm. Um, my granddad died of cancer on my mum's anniversary. Mm. Right which was very strange. It was almost yeah. like she came down and went, come on, let's yeah. go. Because he, yeah. he did struggle, bless him. Yeah. Um, but yes, their, their support was amazing. And so, so, so talk to us about, so, you know, you, you mentioned about your writing as well, like, you know, especially around <coughs> um, writing um, uh, a fantasy and journaling as well. Mm-hmm. I'd love to, lo- love to hear a bit, bit more about that, in, perhaps but s- specific on the books that you've, you've, uh, you've written and how they can help people. Um, you mentioned that the, the, the recent book that you've launched is focused um, um, for, for um, women with anxiety. Is that something that could be used by men, by children at the same time? Is it something, or is there, are there other books out there that, that, that you can recommend and you can support okay so the first book that I did was the higher self journal and that was because at the time I had my own journey on within journaling I was um connecting to the higher self side of it oh um the book that's just about to release in two days is called the calm journal so it's the second guided journal Mm -hmm. and this one is aimed at women but I have had so many people say is there going to be one for men is there Mm. going to be one for kids um I plan on doing both I Mm. am with the bipolar if I get in a creative mood I can do one of these in a couple of days Mm. Uh, I love them I'll keep I'll keep sending out journal uh, guided journals but yes I will be definitely doing one for kids the man's one or the men's one, sorry, is a little bit tricky because it's being written by a woman. <laughs> and mm, 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 although, yes, absolutely. I, I sent one, I, I had 10 VIP boxes that I sent out and one of my mm, friend's husband got hold of the Calm Journal and said, this is amazing. Mm, I will use this. Mm, it's very much focused for women, but absolutely anyone can use it. Mm, um, the terminology obviously is not kid friendly, I don't think. So mm, I wouldn't say children children but teenagers absolutely mm. um i think me and my husband or um there's a couple of other um men that want to collab um to do this this men's version of it so it's definitely something in the pipeline mm. um and yes it will help everybody and it'll be interesting to understand from your you said your first book was connecting to your higher self can you tell us a little bit more about that Absolutely. So um, journaling isn't just diary entry, like most people think. Journaling is using your imagination. It's self-expression. It's using the written word to channel everything that you're feeling into words, uh, into the journal, sorry. And higher self is something that gets thrown around in the spiritual coaching world and I used to hate that word I was like what you mean someone above me or didn't understand the connection of it now doing a lot of research myself 
Um, I basically thought of this, the higher self as someone on the top of a mountain, me on the top of a mountain, a future self. And I'm at the bottom and I'm, uh, there's a massive jungle and I'm trying to get through it. And your higher self can see the ways that you should go, see the decisions you should make, see all, mm. you know, all the bad bits of life and basically maneuver you to get to, to the highest point in your life, to get to the better version of yourself. Now, whether that's a bit woo-woo for some people, whether it's, you know, using your imagination, it's, it's totally up to them. But the higher self for me is a future version of myself that's done everything that I've done today and knows exactly what to do and what not to do and connecting with that higher self it's almost just asking yourself questions and answering them honestly and mm. going with whatever you write down it's the free flow of writing that's important and whether you call that your higher self your inner guide your your, your guides whatever you want to call it it's an inner knowing mm. so it's taking the time to almost, uh, you know, taking the time to step back and ask yourself, what is the best decision for me at this time? And I suppose it's, you know, I, I certainly find if you can articulate why you've done something, mm -hmm. even if it's gone wrong, but if you can articulate why you did it at the time, and that was the, the most informed and best decision at the time, then that doesn't make it necessarily a bad decision. That, that uh, it was a good decision at the time that yeah. for X, Y, and Z, turned out not the way that you thought about it that doesn't make it bad it just it just no. you know it just it just makes it different right it's it's a lesson it's that mm. people unfortunately don't like making mistakes they feel that it's failure and they feel that it's taken them down the wrong path but if, i believe everything you do is is the right thing whether it's a really bad thing or not it's the right thing at the time you thought it was the right oh. thing don't double back on yourself go with you know, when I say bad we're not talking you know bad bad but if it's not a great decision it's it's you have to learn from that and you've done it for a reason and is there I suppose is there a reason why you focused in focused on 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 journaling is it purely your personal experience about how you found it so beneficial or is it something that connects up that kind of element of creativity within yourself and enables people to be creative themselves. Because a journal, you know, it's, it, you know, a journal isn't a book, is it? It's not, you know, you don't read it. It's a mini therapist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's an interesting concept. And there's, there, there's lots of, there's huge amounts of research. So the benefits of journaling and just that act of putting pen to paper. Yeah. And, it is just and that. And actually, I was going to say, there's, there seems to be a difference between putting mm -hmm. pen to paper compared to getting your phone out and writing a note in your phone. I don't know what, I know why there's a difference there, but it seems to be. Because it's, it's so it uses a certain part of your brain. It's the calming aspect of your brain. When you put pen to paper, I mean, I, I, I could go to the point if, if I've got a scratchy pen, it will frustrate me and it won't have the same effect if I have a soft nibbed pen mm. because the whole gliding across the page and the whole you have to set yourself that intention of just calming down and writing and you only think about writing you mm. don't think about breathing you yeah. don't think about thoughts Very you don't think about isn't it? exactly that mm. whereas a phone aspect I believe that both yeah. of them are equally you know they're both very different and they're both equally as beneficial because you're monitoring your thoughts you're monitoring your moods you're you're expressing yourself within writing some people just sit there and go oh, i don't know what's right i've got mm. clue mm. but they're thinking about it too much mm. 
they've literally just got to write about their day, write about their, the best thing in their life cool. or whatever. And as soon as you open those floodgates, you'll be so surprised at what you can get yeah. out at the end of it. And it's, it's, it's interesting. Like I, I, I certainly, I, and I, I, I've never written a book. I've got huge admiration for, you know, people like yourself, Abby, who have written books because it seems an enormous, you know, anyway, it is a huge effort. When, if anything, I have ever done any creative writing, then, you know, I got, I went through a phase of actually of really enjoying it, writing some, you know, some little short stories and fiction. And I was struggling. And a friend of mine just said, Matt, well, like, just bloody write. Just mm. like, like, start writing. Like, just yeah. start anything. And I was yeah. like, God, that's simple. And I just, just sat down and suddenly, and, you know, I was on my computer, I just started typing away. And by the end of that hour, I got a couple of pages. And, it, yeah, it might not have been brilliant, but it, it was much more than I had before, which was zero. But it feels fantastic. It's yeah. like a release. So I liken anxiety as trapped. I don't know your thoughts of energy and stuff, but it's factual that we're all made of energy. And I feel that anxiety is trapped energy. Now, if you're channeling that into something that's expressive, mm. i.e. writing, singing, dancing, something expressive, it feels great at the end of it. It doesn't yeah. matter what you've written it's on the page. It's almost like a release, isn't it? It is. It's exactly mm. that. Because... Nine times out of 10, I will write page after page after page after page in my journal. And I don't need to write it, uh, read it back. Mm. I've just offloaded everything that I'm frustrated, angry, resentful of. I don't need to write, uh, read it back. I just carry on with the next, next mm. lot. Yeah. And, and that's interesting. I had a, we had a, a chat with someone I think on a previous podcast, which, which, which said exactly, exactly that. You know, you can just write for pages and pages and at the end of it, you can just burn it. Like, yeah. actually, and, and some people do find that very therapeutic, just writing oh, all this stuff, getting rituals. it, and then just getting rid of it. Rituals are amazing. It is that, you know, it, it's being able to have a conversation with yourself and then close that book and you don't need to think about it because that if you think about mental health that is our issue we are not mm. releasing what's rattling around in our head mm. we are not understanding ourselves being aware of ourselves being aware of the, the internal dialogue if you can actually have a conversation with that little gremlin inside it it, it releases everything mm. it, there's no more there's no more hiding because anxiety i think is is fed by fear and if you're constantly fearing your thoughts and you're constantly fearing what you're going to, you know, be thinking all the time, if you can get it down on paper, it's just so much easier to deal with. And then you can problem solve if something does come up. You can track your moods, you can track what you're yeah. saying, you can track your thoughts. It's you just so much. Patterns. Yeah, yeah, there's so much. Always put the date at the top. I always mm. do. Mm. It's just getting to the habit of doing it. And it, yeah, you can see that. You can almost see that, you know, how your emotions or your chronological journey of your emotions as well. That That's was how I was diagnosed the second time. So the first time I was diagnosed with bipolar, it took a year for them to understand what was going on. Um, there was a lot that came up about mum because she um, had signs of bipolar. Unfortunately, I was, we still don't know, um, mm. but we think that she walked into the road when when I was three. And that's, you know, so the sorry. emotions got to, uh, yeah. it kind of, yeah, it, it's something that bipolar people do, are very impulsive. Um, but I've lost my train of thought. Mm. What were you saying? Well, I just, I just, well, just going back to that, you know, that, you know, that very kind of tragic thought you had as well, like that, you know, you know, you're not necessarily sure if that's 100% true or not, but it doesn't matter. Like it is a possibility in your mind and the thought of that for a child, for a teenager, for an adult, even the possibility of that can really, really affect how 
you know how you you know how you uh, you know how you have that you know how you your own behavior um, um, um comes out like you said but also as well how you view you know your past and you know and you know and and that very key figure is your mum as well which is you know it's from very complicated emotions around that oh it's the belief system of it isn't it absolutely yeah. if it's already it's already kind of implanted in you then yes mm. and those thoughts are really difficult to get away from and yeah yeah and do you find i mean just you know your it seems like your your main focus is around writing and journaling that's really helps you is it is, is there anything else that's really helped you've talked about some professional help which is which 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 we always advocate for you know, especially in times of crisis um is there anything else that you found which are kind of you know um free simple kind of tools tips and techniques that have helped you along your way I've got hundreds of them, but yes. <laughs> and the, the first things I would say, so I've written um, six tips down here. They're not actually things that you can do, but there are tips I would give people. So the first one I've said, um, no, you're not alone. There's always support. So I think when people are at a stage where they think, you know, what on earth is going on with me? They feel alone and, and they're not. There's so many other people out there that struggle that not the same, but have the, the same kind of um, struggles that they do. Um, don't be put off by waiting times uh, for professionals. Start the work ASAP. Yeah. No, no, realize, be aware, but start working on yourself as soon as you start feeling these uh, extra mm. emotions, etc. Mm. Um, always remember you come first. It's the plain analogy, isn't it? Put your your mask on first and then kind of. I used to struggle with this because my therapist used to say, you can't help people if you can't help yourself. But mm. helping people for me was helping myself. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you have to kind of get a balance with that. You come first. Um, be kind to yourself always. Um, Which is quite, given, hard, really. quite hard it sometimes. That negative chatter that goes through your mind. It's very difficult to stop, yeah. isn't it? Oh, it is. It, especially, yes, it can get very, very loud. But I've almost made friends with mine. So mm, yeah. uh, don't point. fight it. Don't fight it. Embrace it. It's trying to tell you something. Um, always have a management plan. Literally, me and my husband, we're not the best at it sometimes because yeah. we can both struggle at the same time, which is never good. But if you've got someone in your life and you're feeling like you could run away, in all sense of the word, then you need to be asking for help. You need to be explaining how you feel and knowing that you can do that and it's safe to do that. You're not going to get carted away. Your kids aren't going to get, you know, carted away because a lot of people think, oh my God, I'm a, you know, I've, I've spoken to single mums that have not gone to the doctors because they feel like their children are going to be taken away because they're getting all these ridiculously psychotic thoughts. But the starting point is talking to someone about it. You're never going to get your kids taken away from you mm. just for talking to somebody. Mm. It's got a, it's so big. Um, and then one of the biggest ones for me is is knowing that it's going to pass. It's it's knowing that if I'm in such a state that I've got over this a thousand times before, I can do it again. Yeah. And it's almost giving you yourself that pep talk. And I have management tools to come out of my ears. So things like yoga, meditation, mm-hmm. walking, moving, self-care apps I use. So the actual tools I use, I use peppermint oil. 
I drink peppermint tea. I've used CBD um, oil and I use that quite a bit because it's, it's good for um, bringing me down off my manic modes. Um, obviously talking about it, writing, journaling. Um, there's so much listening to music. It's almost learning how to feel your emotions properly mm. and being aware that when an emotion gets triggered, not to be stuck on why it was triggered let that go because we always you know we sit there and go oh this started because I don't know I had a uh, a fight with my husband that's there's something there's something underlying the reason that your emotions going crazy so um and it's knowing yourself knowing what you need ask yourself every single day what do I need today yeah 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 and and I suppose it's it's taking the time every day to to uh, to do that you know it's and uh, do you find it's hard to do it when you're in a when you're in a manic mood massively yeah so I can get manic depressive modes which uh, this is why it's rapid cycling and it's all over the place sometimes I don't even know (laughs) what I am in um, and I'll sit there and I'll be like, I need to relax. I need to calm down. But I can't because my my thoughts are racing so much. Mm. I need to do something with my body. And it, it's it's scary. Mm. It really is. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, for, for, for anyone who's listening who who does you know, suffer, suffer from bipolar, manic depression, like, you know, Abby, what, what would be what helps you kind of kind of climb down from a manic state? Or is it something that you just ride out? Is there something, you know, like you said, you've got um, you've got um, a high frequency and high cycling. Is there tools and tips where you can say, OK, I recognize I'm in a in a very, you know, very fast, changeable cycle. This is what will I kind of I suppose bring me down to a reasonable level where I can actually think it's journaling for me it's writing it really is it's the it's the only thing that gets my mind off how I feel because as I say I over breathe which can get to the point where you take in too much oxygen then you feel like you can't breathe and my fear Mm. is not being able to breathe so it's like slowly suffocating the only way I can get out of that is to um, breathe out more than I breathe in. Mm. But when you're in it, it's very difficult. I've got lots of tools. I've got a little flute thing that I blow into. I've got lots of breathing techniques I do. But one of the biggest things it is, and and professionals will hate me saying it, is distraction. Mm. But it has to be a distraction that isn't isn't a safety measure for you. Mm. Does that make sense? So, 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 yeah, so what would be yours? It, it is journaling it's mm. picking up a picking up a pen so, and you know so that is your measure writing right, okay, yeah. writing yeah, yeah. even if i'm in a restaurant and i have a panic attack the first thing i'll do is get a pen out of my bag and I'll, I'll write on a on mm. a um napkin even if it's just to calm myself down yeah well, Abby, oh, Abby, thank you so much. You've 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 given us tools, tips, techniques, and 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 if I'm very honest, like you've really, I suppose you've really validated the reason the psychic exists and the psychic stories exist. Like like it's 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 recognizing that when you when there is something going wrong you can you can act you don't need to wait for you know you don't need to wait on a long waiting list great put yourself on a waiting list but you don't just wait there in 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 misery there's so many things you can do and i know it's hard to do that Mm. but you know there are there, there are there are lots of free um tools and tips out there that you can try 
work out what works best for you, put them in your toolkit. And if you make it a priority, because because this is the other thing, if you don't make it a priority, then you, then it's never You've got to a want work. to. Yeah, you've got, you've got to, to want to help yourself yeah yeah and, and and the reality is is that whilst we 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 certainly do agree that you know that that medication is a very important part mm-hmm. often of a mental health journey a, a pill isn't going to solve isn't going to solve the issues it might help you manage we... but it's not going to help solve them you've got to do this stuff on your own and it's hard work the amount of times i've sat and and been really quite poorly and said if someone could give me a pill right now to, to, and say to me this is going to take this away from me i'd take it yeah an easy solution but it's never easy yeah no i agree but it that might be temporary you know temporary in terms of okay that'll take it down but once you've taken it it's given you the space and time in your head Mm -hmm. to be able to work on whatever issue that needs to be solved and however you tackle that you know it is about that 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 self-awareness and it is about that talking but honestly abby you have really have um you know i think you've really advocated everything that we stand for so thank you very much for that for for such a fascinating insightful conversation thank you and thank you to everyone listening you can subscribe to us on most major podcast platforms youtube spotify and apple Podcasts. just search for sidekick community or sidekick stories and we'll pop up please do give us a rating if you like the show and as abby has kindly mentioned please do check out our free sidekick app for iphone and ipad yes it's free. A collection of interactive exercises, tools and tips to help you boost your mental well-being. The app enables you to build a personalised well-being toolkit to help you deal with life's challenges and ups and downs. Just go to our website www.sidekick.org.uk and click the download now button in the header to take you to the app store. Abby, thank you so much again. Thank you.